Welcome everyone to today's Autistic Moment, a podcast for autistic adults by an autistic adult. My name is Philip King Lowe. I am the owner, producer, and host, and I am an autistic adult. Thank you so very much for listening. Today's Autistic Moment is a member of the National Podcast Association. Today's Autistic Moment is always a free-to-listen-to podcast that gives autistic adults access to important information, helps us learn about our barriers to discover the strengths and tools we already have to use for the work of self-advocacy. This first segment of today's Autistic Moment is sponsored by the Autism Society of Minnesota, Minnesota's first autism resource. For over 50 years, the Autism Society of Minnesota has been honored to support Minnesota's autism community. Visit them online at AUSM.org. Please go to the new podcast episodes page of todaysautisticmoment.com where you will find all the shows and download the program scripts with all of the hyperlinks I mention on each show and the interview transcripts, including the transcripts for this episode. Interview transcripts for 2022 are sponsored by Minnesota Independence College and Community. If you want to listen to any previously published shows and see the program scripts and interview transcripts, go to the episode index page. Also, be sure to follow Today's Autistic Moment on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and TikTok. Please join Today's Autistic Moment community group page on Facebook, where you can talk with me and other listeners. You can also find the videos from the last two Autistic Voices Roundtable discussions by subscribing to Today's Autistic Moment's YouTube channel, including the show on July 22nd, The Dangers of Medical Myths. The next Autistic Voices Roundtable discussion will be on October 19th at 2 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time entitled Busting the Myth About Empathy. Another myth about autistic people is that we lack empathy. Each autistic person has our own unique way of experiencing and expressing empathy. In fact, a lot of autistics have what we call double empathy. I am seeking autistic individuals to join me and other panelists during this live virtual discussion as we bust the myth about autistics having no empathy. Please send an email if you want to participate. It goes without saying that everyone is feeling like we are living through a time of crises after crises. The war in the Ukraine, inflation, the overturning of Roe v. Wade by the United States Supreme Court. The COVID-19 pandemic has quieted down a bit, but it is far from over. Now, we have monkeypox making its way around the globe. Many autistics experience crises that most holistic people don't. Many autistics are living through multiple crises because of how many of us live in poverty. 
We get turned down or dismissed from jobs for various reasons. We experience the crisis of ableism. We experience the crises that comes with struggling to get supportive services and then losing them because of politicians with our priorities for the able-bodied neural majority. Finding friendships and relationships with others who understand and share our values is possible, but we deal with the crises of isolation, especially if we live in areas where other autistic individuals cannot find community together or find friends who are real, caring, and accepting. There are many reasons that autistics have crises. Becca Lori Hector is back on today's Autistic Moment to help us with self-care during a crisis. Autistics can and must take care of ourselves during a crisis, and sometimes we just need someone to help us discover what we can do or remind us of what we do so that we can take care of ourselves. Becca Lori Hector and I are going to talk about some things like practicing the pause, taking a breath, and working on ways to be sure that we don't surrender to our inertia through which we allow ourselves to feel like we are helpless. We want you to take control of yourself and the circumstances of your life to build your own sense of self-confidence and work through the crises you are living through. Please stay tuned after this first commercial break to listen to our conversation about self-care during a crisis. Today's Autistic Moment can be downloaded and heard on Anchor FM, Apple, Google Play, Breaker, CastBox, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, TuneIn, Overcast, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Audible. Support comes from Minnesota Independence College and Community, a life and career skills program for young adults with autism and learning differences. Help a young adult take a step towards their independence and a vibrant life. Learn more at miccommunity.org. Support for today's Autistic Moment comes from Best Care Home Care Agency. Best Care offers PCA choice, homemaking, and 245D services throughout the metro and greater Minnesota. Visit their website, bestcaremn.com, to learn more about their services. 
life managing you or are you managing your life? Do you want to find more peace in your life? For many of our clients, self-care is a key to success. Skill building and feedback is essential for self-care. Looking Forward Life Coaching helps provide structure through our person-centered approach that has demonstrated growth for many of our clients. If you or a loved one needs help with structure and strategies around self-care, please visit us at www.lookingforwardlc.org, email us at info at lookingforwardlc.org, or call us at 612-504-7414. Self-care and resiliency can help you weather the storms of life. Looking for life coaching helps change stumbling blocks of life into stepping stones toward success. Welcome back. And now it is my privilege to welcome my special guest, Becca Laurie Hector. All right. Becca Laurie Hector, I am so glad to welcome you back to today's autistic moment. Um, we had a great talk about seasonal depression. That was a really great talk, and it was really well received by my audiences. Fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, the episode that's come out on uh, July 18th, we talked with Zephyr James about self-care during, during sensory overload or meltdown, where mm -hmm. Zephyr gave a lot of things like creating yourself a little toolbox, if you will, of right. things that you've got prepared to do in, in the event that you have. You know, there are so many great things. And today we're going to talk about self-care during a crisis. And uh, what's a crisis for a lot of autistic adults may or may not be the same as they are for neurotypical individuals, mm -hmm. because we respond very differently to things that happen to us. Correct. And we have things that happen to us that don't happen <laughs> to people mm -hmm. uh, that are not autistic. I mean, I've got a whole list of things here that we can kind of talk about these examples as we get into our, our conversation. So let's begin, though, um, with some general information. Uh, what kinds of information do autistic adults and our caregivers need to know about when we talk of self-care during a crisis? Mm -hmm. okay, go ahead. Uh, well, I mean, I think it's really important that we remember um, the things that keep us charged and recharged and that we also remember our triggers, right? Because um, crises can come from anywhere, right? And they can um, sometimes be of our own making, sometimes not of our making in any way, shape or form, right? Sometimes they have to do with our life very personally, but sometimes we are 
like kind of thrown world crises, right? Like the pandemic or like what's going on in America with abortion right now or right, that kind of thing. So crises come in all shapes, forms, sizes. They, um, we don't call them crises because we know they're coming. We call them that because we don't know they're coming. Um, and so that's the, it, the unplanned nature of them already is something that triggers autistics, right? The fact that we can't right. prepare, right? Right, right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I mean, um, I mean, some of what I've got here, um, you know, for many of autistic adults, uh, crises can come from things like not getting hired for a job. Mm -hmm. They can come from getting rejected by someone you were dating. Maybe you got a notice that your support services were canceled. Right. Uh, that can be a real crisis. Your pet needs to go to the vet, yeah. or maybe you're facing the real threat of homelessness. Or all of these various things. I mean, I mean, we get so many of these things in our faces, uh, you know. And as long as we're on the subject from last time, yes, a sensory overload and meltdown can be indeed a crisis. Right. Um, and you so, know, you know, it's really it's it's hard to talk about specific self care, right? When the crises are so um, different, they're all so different, different shapes and sizes, and all of that stuff. So when I think mm -hmm. about self care during that time um i think about sticking with the basics right and staying focused on the things that you can control right, right. so a lot of what makes a crisis to me and i feel like what makes a crisis for other autistic people may not be the same as what makes a crisis for neurotypical people right um so i always think like when I say crisis and I think neurotypical, I think about all of the crazy brides that like can't get the right flowers on their wedding day or whatever it is. And I'm always like, okay, well that to me wouldn't freak me out. I would just be like, oh, well, they didn't come, you know, like that's not what freaks me right. out. What freaks me out is when it's something that something like what you talked about, like um, when you have, you know, disability and something is, you know, gets in the way of that, right? Or if you, you know, are really close with your pets, most of us are, right? And something, some crisis like that comes up, something that, that yep. feels more um, life and death, I want to say, is the best yeah. way to say it. Yeah. Um, and I feel like a lot of people think we respond um, maybe in a more dramatic way than they do, but I feel like it's because um, we actually have crises about things that are crises. <laughs> and so they yeah. are that big and you're, everyone is just used to us not being like that. So when we do have a crisis, it does look that much different than who we are, right? Yeah. The rest of the time. So that's part of it. Yeah. But I think also, you know, we lose control in a crisis, right? Mm -hmm. There's something that dropped in on us that was unexpected that created the crisis. And that's the piece I think that trips us up. And so instead of focusing on what we can't control, which is the thing that dropped itself in our lap, what in the scenario that you're looking at, do you still have control over, right? Where are um, those places? So people always say, oh, but when it's not my fault and it all falls in my lap, how can you say that, right? Um, because even in when you feel like you have no control, there are still hidden pockets of control. Um, my favorite one to point out is your response, right? You always have control over how you choose to respond to the situation. The power lies there and the control lies there. Yes, this thing happened and nothing you did made it happen, but now it's here, right? right. And so how I choose to respond is, is in my control. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm um, I'm going to use an example for myself because, um, and actually, I, I named one of these in my list here because this happened to me in May. Mm-hmm. My cat became very sick. Um, he was meowing a lot. He was not well, and so I had to call around to several vets and find out, you know, can you give me an idea of what this is? And one of them finally said. Your cat needs to be seen today. There's no question. But of course, they would say they can't do it because, <laughs> you know, right. so we someone to take him in an emergency. Mm-hmm. And of course, for, for someone like us, where we rely on disability income, money is one of the first things we have right. to think about. So where's the money going to come from? Right. So I had several crises lining themselves up in a matter of minutes. Yep. So, you know, so my point was, is that, I felt like I had so many things I had to pull into, put them together very sh- in a very short amount of time. Mm-hmm. I remember that I'm trying to do one thing and my husband was trying to say this. I said, give me a minute to get off of this. Then I can pay attention to you mm-hmm. because I can't, you know, I also have ADHD, which we're going to talk about in October. But the point being is that I have so many things that I had to take care of that could not wait. Everything else had to be put aside. It's just mm-hmm. the way it goes. And so, I mean, by the time we got to the vet and we finally were getting him taken care of, I remember um, I mentioned this to uh, Zephyr last last week, but um, I remember finally getting into the vet's office and the vets had him behind, behind mm-hmm. there. They were looking after him. And I ha- I was sitting near the examination table, a metal table, mm. and I found this little scratch in that metal table that went all the way here. And suddenly I started stimming by simply following that scratch over mm-hmm. and over again with my finger to finally bring myself down mm-hmm. like that. And so we're talking about the, you know, this is an example of a crisis, crisis for me. But I've also had the crises, and I know many other autistics have had this. You know, a service you're looking for, it's no longer offered. You get a case manager that turns you off. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, I know, I know of one in particular that's in the midst of trying to, um, you know, find a different career, and he's looking homelessness in the face. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I mean, I mean, these are crises. These are things that they have to do. Let's talk about some ways that people can take care of themselves in these moments. Right. You said choices. Well, let's talk about, let's give a few examples of those things. Sure. So some of the things I think of right away is something that you already talked about. So stimming and making sure that you're regulating your body, right? Yeah. Because as we're going through a crisis, we tend to have really visceral physical responses, right? And so right. we need to make sure that we're paying attention to regulation. At the same time, we also need to take care of this vessel in in the bigger way, which is make sure that you're drinking and eating, right? That's something that I think um, is one of the craziest things that we like let go of uh, and and stop paying attention to. But when we're hyper-focused and it's in a crisis and we're trying to fix the crisis, right? Really hard to pay attention to what we think can wait, right? 
So, but right. can't wait because it only may, exacerbates the crisis when you don't eat and you don't drink and you don't go to the bathroom and all of those things. So taking care of your physical body. Um, and and th those are all of those pieces during a crisis. Um, interdependence, right? Um, remembering that you don't have to do it all by yourself. And that if you're in a crisis, there are people that can help you. And there are also people that can help you figure out who is the person to help you. Right. Um, but um, we have this weird idea, especially in the United States, that everyone should be independent, that everyone should do everything by themselves somehow. And that is not actually how we live. Right. Oh. Everybody needs the help of somebody else. You have your skill sets. They have theirs. All of that. Right. So when you're in a yeah. crisis, you will surely need the assistance of somebody else. And that's the time to really say to yourself, OK, who should I ask? What kind of person am I looking for? What kind of help am I looking for, right? That kind of thing. And begin to think about it inter interdependently rather than isolating about it, right? Right, absolutely, Those yeah. Those pieces are really important. They tend to kind of lapse. Um, and I think our, the biggest sort of pitfall in that moment is also, the, and it is a piece of self-care, right, is that um, we isolate or we, we go into a state of inertia, right? And yes, yes. frozen autistic state where the thing is so big that we can't get up from it. Like, it's so big. There's so many choices. It's, oh, my, and we just sit up down and we're just stuck, right? Because we don't know what to right. do. And then that right. manifests. Yep into multiple days of that, which leads to anxiety and depression upticks for us, right? So right, remembering, right. and what I say is keep it simple and do the basics. When you're feeling that inertia begin to settle in, do yourself a favor and take yourself back to basics. If you haven't done your dishes, do the dishes. If you haven't done your laundry, do the laundry. If you haven't showered, grab a shower or brush your teeth, right? Take the problem and put it in perspective. Like it's happening, but if you don't take care of here, right? You can't right. fix the problem. Your problem's not gonna get better. So focus on the basics of caring for yourself. That keeps you from being physically stuck on the couch. And if you're not right. physically stuck on the couch, that means you're in motion and your brain is going and you're solving your problem as you're doing your dishes, as you're doing your laundry, as you're right. taking your yeah. Right. Yep. So that's what I mean by stay in motion. That's how we avoid that. You know, I don't know. It's like a sand pit that's on your couch when you when things go that badly. Right. Um, yeah. 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 You need to fix it. You have to be part of the solution. So laying on your couch doesn't help. It just compounds. Right. right? right. So we need yeah. To trick, trick the brain a little bit. Yeah. After this next commercial break. Becca and I are going to talk about practicing the pause, how to deal with grief, and how to take care of your emotions when you are in a crisis. Please stay tuned. Self-direction has many different names. Self-determination, consumer direction, and even PDO. But they all mean the same thing. You are in control of your long-term care. With self-direction, choose what's best for you. Hire the people that you trust. In some states, they can even be your family. 
manage your long-term care expenses. Self-direction offers the same or lower cost than other options. Control your care and choose the support that is most important to you. You deserve to be supported in your home and community, surrounded by friends and activities you love. With self-direction, you can live life on your own terms, regardless of age or ability. Take control of your care. Visit gtindependence.com. The list of new shows for the fall with topics, guests, and descriptions are available at todaysautisticmoment.com forward slash podcast hyphen episodes forward slash podcast hyphen episodes. Some of the topics will be autistics collaborating with autistics, online dating, October will be focused on autistics and ADHD, autistic parents, autistic adults are adults not children, managing holiday stress, and communicating with autistics. I am in the process of planning for season 3 in 2023 with a focus on the strengths and achievements of autistic adults, highlighting all that we can accomplish. Today's autistic moment is successful because of the sponsors and those who donate to my Patreon page. Your financial support for this podcast enables me to reach out to other autistic adults and our caregivers on and off the show to network and collaborate. Please go to todaysautisticmoment.com and click on the blue button to support the work of Today's Autistic Moment. Please share the podcast shows through your social media networks and help spread the word about what Today's Autistic Moment is doing for autistic adults and our caregivers. Thank you for supporting the work of Today's Autistic Moment. The most important work that people do is take care of each other and the people who provide your care should have the best support. Life Superior is here to help you and your caretakers. This family-owned business is one of Minnesota's fastest growing personal care providers because of the support they provide for their clients and coworkers. If you need a PCA agency that combines compassion and professionalism, or if you care for someone today and would like to learn how to get paid for this work, please call us at 612-824-4348 or visit us at lifesuperior.com forward slash autism. I mean, 
what are the barriers for us when we're facing a crisis? I mean, you just named one of them. One of them is that you're, you're the person in a crisis and you've got so many options about what you might or might do. They're all there in front of you. Right. It's almost like you could, you could put a pile of them right, right in front of you or, mm -hmm. or imagine them circling around your head. Right. right. And you're feeling stuck between all these choices. What do I choose? What do I do? Right. And, and sometimes, sometimes, um, you know, sometimes you act, one idea is to kind of stop, close your eyes and do some breathing, literally breathe mm -hmm. a little bit. Cause we know that all of that is literally sucking the, the oxygen out of your, out of your body, out of right. your mind, out of your brain, everything. So some of that, you know, goes a lot to um, what they tell us whenever we're flying someplace, put the oxygen mask on yourself mm -hmm. first and that helps somebody else. So, you know, because part of it is giving yourself the chance to breathe. What do you think of that? Yes, I call that practice the pause, right? We There are a lot of times where we feel forced by the outside world to process faster, right? right. To come to an answer quicker, to all of that stuff and the pressure of needing to do it faster for everybody else, right? Makes us tense and, and it adds to the situation. It adds to our suffering. Right. And so what I always yeah. say is practice the pause, take a moment for that breath, walk away, go to the bathroom, right? Grab a snack, whatever your go for a walk outside for a lot of people. Right. Because right. you don't make good decisions in that state. Nobody makes right. good decisions. in that. Right. State, yep. right? And yep. the way to get better at making decisions is to say, I don't make good decisions in this state. I want to wait till it passes. Right? Um, right. And the way we process through that is to do this regulation, whether it's walking, whether it's eating a snack, whether, you know, right. sitting on a toy, whatever it is for you. But take that, you're allowed that pause. You're allowed your processing time. You are, and if right. you need a scripted excuse to take that pause, use one, right? Um, that's a really good idea. Let me think about it. Boom, you just got yourself time. Right. right. Or right. I'm not sure I need some time to digest whatever it is. Or, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do some research. Anything that buys you the time that you need for your brain to sort of ride the emotional shock and emotional roller coaster of that crisis a bit to find your logical voice again. Right. right. We don't want right. our emotional selves making our decisions. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, the, another thing is that, you know, um, you know, there's a fair number of us who don't like to think about our emotions overwhelming us. But the thing is, if that's what's happening, your emotions are real. And you, you, dealing with them in your own way is going to be so important to facing that crisis. If it's really gotten your gut, then pay attention to that. Um, you know, the worst thing can be is that, you know, and this is, you know, ignoring the emotion itself is not going to make your problem better. Right. Okay. It's the and same we thing. also, we, yeah. And we also know that when you're emotional, you're not exactly rational. Correct. And you need to come back to that moment of rationale to actually begin to take the logic of a problem and put it together. Right. Go ahead. Yes. And yeah. I think also the other piece of that is that emotions are temporary. We do our, we right. like, 
we try to hold them in. I don't know. We were all taught that it's, it's very strange, but we're all taught to sort of hold our yeah. emotions in. Right. But the thing is they're temporary and it takes more energy to try to hold them in than to just let them flow and be in pass. Right. I always think about it right. like a thunderstorm, right? You can't try to contain a thunderstorm. You just can't. So what you do is you just let a thunderstorm rain itself out. You let it pass, right? You grab your coat and you let you sit there and you get a little wet and then it'll pass right it's the same thing with your really raw emotions um you feel them and in that moment they're super uncomfortable because you're feeling them but in about a half an hour or so those really raw emotions will pass and that rational brain comes back right or maybe an hour we're all different right um but then that rational brain and so the situation hasn't changed at all it's just that the way you're perceiving it has and it really suits us as human beings to allow the emotion to happen and then make our decisions. So to practice that pause, right. and take that deep breath. Right. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, it, it's, this is part of self-care. Part of that self-care is, and I know this is kind of a repeating itself, but self-care and caring for yourself, they're all part of the same terms mm-hmm. here. Um, and, and when it is about you and I, when it is about you, it is about you. Um, you know, um, one of those, one of those crises that does happen, of course, is, is death. And, um, I have known quite a bit of it in my own life and I know others have too. We've, many of us have known things like the death of a good therapist we've been working with, or the therapist moves on. Mm-hmm. Or, and, you know, and then we have to find a new therapist and finding that new person, new therapist is really hard. Part of taking your care of yourself, as we're saying, is that when you're really sad or angry about that happening, you really are. Right. And it is okay that you are. You're, whatever the response is, is okay. What's not okay is trying not to feel it, right? right. When we do that, it's a, a losing game for everybody. Um, the important part about feeling it is to know that you were triggered, that something happened in your life. And what that's really telling you is if it's about someone passing away, that person had a significant place in your life, right? That's what that right. emotion is telling you, right? There's there's yeah. language in there. There's stuff to learn about yourself in there. And um, since we touched yeah. on grief and death for just a second, I do want to sure. say be kind to yourself if that's the situation you're in. Mm-hmm. Part of the self-care going through the grieving process is to understand that autistics don't necessarily grieve like neurotypicals. And we also right. don't the way neurotypicals look when they grieve, right? Um, we don't tend to be really over-emotional criers at, say, a funeral, right? Um, and that kind of thing. And so um, be kind to yourself about that. It's okay that it doesn't look, that grief doesn't look yeah. on you like the movies, right? Yeah. Doesn't need to, right? Right, yeah. I've done my share of a little grief companionship as in I've experienced enough of my own grief that I can sometimes work with someone and say, let me walk with you through your grief a little bit and help you. And, you know, I had, I knew of somebody, an autistic who was in a group on Facebook and and their, their service animal had just passed away. And, that individual was 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 apologizing for their emotions for how they were feeling and to the point where they said they, they didn't even cry until they got into the 
the waiting room of their therapists and saw somebody else for their their service animal. Sure. You know, and I responded to that person by saying, your service animal probably knows your soul better than you do. Right. Of course, this is very, very personal, very close to you. Right. So, yes, you are going to feel that. And no, you don't need to apologize for that. We don't need to, we, we all need to get out of that habit of using the words, I'm sorry, so freely, right? Because what we right. usually mean is, thank you for accepting me the way that I am, or the way that I came to you, and all of those things. Um, and we, we shouldn't be so quick to apologize for that part, right? Right, um, right. How we show up is, is just fine. Right, right, yeah. And, you know, and, 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 and a crisis even in a crisis that's, you know, like a death or, 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 um, or a job loss or, or a relationship ended or whatever it happens to be, it really is, <laughs> rhetorically speaking, a slap in the face. <laughs> you yes. know, it, it, really, it really is. It's really like that. And especially since we have all this sensory processing that goes into everything we feel, touch, all of this stuff, it's got to affect our whole self somewhere. You know, and I say, you know, my, my, my thinking, and this is where we get into, you know, what are the steps that autistic adults and our supporters need to take to advocate for our needs? And one of those is we advocate by being ourselves, mm-hmm. our autistic self. That's who we are. It's okay. We know the world does not really accept or understand us, but we do. We do more than mm-hmm. we realize. And this is where we, you and I were talking when we were talking about seasonal depression, about networking with other autistics is so important. So important. Because when we, when we say to an autistic person, I'm feeling like this, mm-hmm. there's an autistic person who's going to say, I know, because I experienced that too. That's why that is so important. So find your networks. Go ahead. Yeah, no, yeah. I agree with you. It, it, there's nothing worse when you are feeling really bad about something than feeling isolated and alone, like you're the only one. And so, again, it's that part of that interdependence piece, right? Though, so if you're seeking right. companionship about that, go find your people, right? That, that right. is... You know, I happen to be someone who identifies so heavily with being autistic that that's the identity I lead with, right? And so I'm always seeking other autistics to connect with. But if you're autistic and you have another identity that you lead with that you'd prefer to seek those people, right? Um, You just, you need to have not a lot, just a few people in your life that um, can help you to take perspective on things and can help you to um, find directions. When we're all in a crisis, anybody, when human beings are in a crisis, we just, we're at an emotional level where we don't see things clearly. And we all need someone else. We all need another person. Right. Where Absolutely. you find that person yeah. and yeah. how that, how you allow that person in your life is where that control piece lies. Right. Those yeah. Are your choices yeah. In your control. Yeah. Yeah. And here's where connecting with other autistic uh, can be of help. For example, I do know of someone who is facing the change of career and, as I say, staring homelessness on the face. So I reached out to him and says, ha- said to him, like, have you, have you reached out to your local vocational uh, support, you know, vocational rehabilitation folks? And they said, well, yes, I did. And one of them refused to talk to me because I'm gay. And I said, well, that doesn't sound right. And so 
I said, well, let me see if I can reach out to someone who helped me. Mm -hmm. So for example, um, we have in our department of rehabilitation vocational services, mm -hmm. there's one person who actually works with autistics to get, um, uh, to do the intakes with, mm -hmm. and that you do the intakes with this person and they'll recommend, they'll, they'll say, I'm going to send you to that person because that's the person who can help you. Mm -hmm. So I, I asked, I asked that individual from the book rehab. I said, this is the state this individual is in. Do you know whom he might be able to reach out to? Right. And she gave me a couple of names. Okay. So sometimes reaching out to somebody else and say another autistic saying, I'm in this position. Okay. I know what situation you're in. I can maybe help you find a resource. Right. And I did. Um, but, but the point is, is that um, there are resources out there and actually thank God they're actually growing, even though they're not necessarily resources growing as quickly as we'd like them to, but they are out there. And sometimes by reaching out to, uh, another art other artistic people and you say what is this service sometimes it's amazing what they'll say mm -hmm. it's amazing that you find what's out there it's just a matter of you know asking looking and sometimes hearing the word no i don't know of anything and then move on to somebody else who might know um right. i i'm a believer that part of so so part of solving our crisis and this works for me i know it will not work for others for me it's going after, it, it's continuing to overturn the stones of possibility mm -hmm. and not stopping until you turn that one stone over that turns out to be something you can follow, something you, yeah. can, you can use, um, you know? And so that, that's, that's, that, that's, that's my piece of advice. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I give my very best advice, but I, I think, um, when we are dealing with a crisis, you want to use every resource available to you. And that means remembering right. your autistic community. If I mean, I can't tell you how many groups I'm in and how many times people say, hey, I'm in this state, I'm having this problem. Does anybody know somebody there? And we all want to help each other. We're like, yep, been there. Here's this, here's that, here's this, right? So you don't have to necessarily say yes to every person that helps you, but you will get lots of feedback. And that feedback may spark mm -hmm. a new possibility or a new idea in your head about how you can handle your crisis, right? So, you know, right. any of that stuff, I mean, it may, it seems like it's not really motion to go on the computer and make a post, but it is, it's more motion than just sitting on your couch and getting stuck in inertia. It's, it's still part of yeah. the research of solving your crisis. Yeah. Let's um, I think we need to give room for one possibility that um, that is all too easy to forget. And that is how autistics may find themselves in a crisis where quite frankly, there is no solution that's going to make it better. There just isn't, you know, give some ideas that you might have about how to cope with some of that. Sure. So um, there's all, first, I know that people are going to be so annoyed at me for saying a couple of these things, but first of all, there is a solution. Even if you feel like it's a, a, a crisis that you can't manage, somebody else can help you to find some way through it. Now, can we fix everything that gets broken? No, right? If the crisis we're talking about is a death, obviously we can't turn it around, right? 
But again, this is a place where I talk to people about your response to it, right? That is going, that crisis, however, whatever it is, it is not in your control, but your response to that crisis is in your control. So if you decide to have this crisis and let it fester and grow and become a bigger crisis and a bigger crisis and a bigger crisis, right? That is a choice. The other option is to say, I'm like Philip and I'm going to overturn every damn rock until I have run out of rocks. And then I'm going to turn to the person next to me and say, you look under your rocks, right? Right, right, right. I'm not giving up the autonomy and self-determination in my life because the (laughs) the choice to do nothing is still a choice, right? And that's what, and, and then what that does is create a situation where you don't have control. Once you've you've said right. to do nothing, someone else is is making the decisions. Um, right, so right. That's sort of what I, I how I think about it, and the piece I want to leave you with. Yeah, on that. yeah, no, yeah, no. I, I, you know, but there is that sort of thing where um, that goes with the great serenity prayer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Right. The wisdom to change the things I can. Correct. You know, uh, the, the strength to change the things I can, and the, and the wisdom to know the difference. Yep. Jeez, very good. You know, sometimes you know, sometimes part of dealing with a crisis, wherever that crisis, whatever step that crisis might be in, is just recognizing these are the things I can do right now. These That's are the things I, can. I can't. Right. And and or how do I tell the difference? Sometimes you just gotta kind of sit there and do your do some logical like what can I do here? You know, there is also, there's also the crises that happens when your health changes Mm. that one. I know very well. Um, yeah, that, that's a difficult one. Um, you know, I speaking for myself and, and others that there's a lot of us who have physical disabilities. I happen to have one and, um, you know, I actually, Andrew Gerza, I interviewed him and he was on my show in January about the intersection of LGBTQIA plus pride, disability, and autistic pride. And he has written that, you know, there is a grief that goes with wanting your body to do something that it's just mm-hmm. not going to do anymore, yeah. you know? And, and again, that's a grief, but, but yeah, that, that's one of those things. It's a very difficult crisis. And I know for myself that part of my part of dealing with my crisis has been accepting that there are things I would like to do like I did 10, 12 years ago. Mm -hmm. It's just not going to happen that way because I can't. I can't. Right. And, and that's the evolution of, of humanity. And the thing is, there's different levels of health crisis, right? Sometimes we get those really like, I mean, if you're in a car accident and it is a sudden onset of, right, that is, really hard to digest. Your lifestyle changes really quickly, right? For those of us who maybe have something that's a a slower onset or, you know, happens over time and gets worse over time, right? That's a different kind of mourning. But when we talk about the grief in there about that, it's that there's an identity change that happens with that information. Right. How you see yourself out in the world changes. And that's where the pain comes Mm -hmm. from. Right. That's where, yeah. the, where the difficulty comes from. Um, and I think, again, that's in those both of those situations, whether it's sudden onset or slow going, it's about 
processing the facts of what is happening for you and then mm -hmm. trying to find the places in which you have control so if right. you're in that sudden onset well what can i do to focus on my healing right because yeah. i can't change that the accident happened or i can't whatever um and then yeah. you know it, you know and making sure that you're taking care of yourself along the way your mental health all of that mm -hmm. stuff right mm -hmm. um and, mm -hmm. and really just knowing that that's your job, your purpose right in that moment is just to deal with that mm -hmm. thing. After this final commercial break, Becca and I are going to talk about taking care of your processing time. And we're going to finish out this conversation, followed by today's Autistic Community Bulletin Board. Please stay tuned. Are you autistic and the owner and or host for a podcast that is by and for autistics? If so, I have a very exciting networking opportunity for you. I am cordially inviting you to attend a live virtual initial meeting to talk about the creation of the International Autistic Podcasters Association on Thursday, March 16th, 2023 at 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. During this meeting, we can talk about what we might like an International Autistic Podcasters Association to look like and what we could do. The association members can share with each other what our podcasts are about, what is working well, what might need improvements, and promote ourselves and each other to attract more listeners. The meeting will be recorded with a transcript and made available on today's Autistic Moments YouTube channel. To read more about the meeting, go to todaysautisticmoment.com forward slash APA forward slash. Please share the news and link with any autistic person you know who owns and are hosts a podcast for other autistic people. If you have any questions or concerns, send an email to PKLOWE at todaysautisticmoment.com. Hello, autism community. My name is Lisa Morgan. I'm an autistic adult too, and I know firsthand what it feels like to be unintentionally harmed by well-meaning professionals when reaching out for help. My passion is to help autistic people find and use their own unique strengths to help themselves. Are you rule-based, a literal thinker, have a focused interest? Let's figure out together how to use the strengths of autism to find solutions. I offer life coaching for autistic adults and individualized workshops for professionals. To find out more, go to autismcrisissupport.com. The Summer of Self-Care series will conclude on August 22nd 
when Becca, Lori, Hector, and I will talk about self-care during an election year. It goes without saying that elections can be very stressful. There are newspaper articles, social media ads, television ads, emails are coming at us one after another with negative messages that bombard our senses. We become so overwhelmed, frustrated, and burned out. Each effort to turn things off leads us to another source that adds more informational overload, like people around you expressing their opinions, even when you have said no more. The worst time of this election year is less than two months away. Becca and I are going to talk with each other and we want you to listen in for how we can take care of ourselves as autistics who need our own spaces. The fall shows begin on September 5th with Zephyr James coming back to invite you into a fantastic conversation about autistics collaborating with autistics. Over the past four years, the Autism Society of Minnesota has been organizing the annual Autism Community Summit. This year's summit will be on September 17th. It is always a wonderful time as autistics come together to collaborate and support other autistics. Zephyr James and I will share with you what we have learned and what happens when autistics collaborate with autistics. On September 19th, don't miss my conversation with Candace Christensen about online dating, what autistics need to know. The convenience of the internet might seem like a great way to find that perfect person to date. However, many autistics find it difficult not to fall into certain social traps that can include but not be limited to dating someone who is abusive and are finding someone who does not respect our boundaries or just rejects us. Come hear Candace's important advice to help you stay safe when using apps for online dating. Thank you for listening to today's Autistic Moment. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> to give my audience a little bit more of an understanding of myself, and I know many of us are in, the, are in a similar situation, but, you know, when, when my back pain, I realized my back pain was going to mean I need, I need a wheelchair a little bit more often. That was a crisis for me because I realized that a lot of my independence of being able to do whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted, that was ending for me. Right. And I tell you, even now today, that if let's say I decide I'm going to go shopping or something like that, mm -hmm. I have a lot more things to think about, such as I got to get my wheelchair out into the car. I got to hope that that place has a ramp or something that makes it accessible. I got to plan for either a cart or I got to plan for someone to assist me. Those were things I no longer, I didn't have 
to do when I could just get up and go as I please. Right. Now I have to think about that. And during one of my physical therapy sessions, the physical therapist said, well, who said that you have to figure everything out immediately? Right. You know, it's okay that if you have to take the time to figure out what your steps are going to be to do something you need to do, that's okay to do that. In fact, mm -hmm. you, you kind of need to do that. And I realized that I was so used to just thinking up things up fast and just doing them. Now I had to give myself permission. If I need to take step one and then step two, and then the next step up, that's okay for me to take the time to figure that out. 100%. And when we're in a crisis, I feel like one of the things that can be really difficult is to give ourselves permission <laughs> and literally give ourselves permission to slow it down. And part of that self-care is giving yourself permission to think about your steps. Mm -hmm. And I know uh, Zephyr James said a long time ago, one of the things that many non-autistics don't appreciate is how much thought we put into making our decisions. Mm -hmm. Okay. But seriously, taking the time to think about what your steps are going to be to make so-and-so happen. Mm -hmm. That is not a negative. That's actually a positive. Correct. And that that's one of those things about practicing the pause. I, I just can't. You are allowed your processing time. There yes. is no timer mm -hmm. going. There, I don't know who invented that, right? And this whole thing about permission, it is so insane how many things that we, if we just gave ourselves the permission to do, right? And we took right. away the social constructs, how much we, how much energy we would save, how much time we would save, all of those things, right? Right. So it's, yeah. it's really like. In, in those moments when you're having to care for yourself, right? It's okay to take the time you need. It's okay to shift your focus. It's okay to stop doing some of the things you always do, right? It's okay to adjust with that crisis, right? All of that stuff right. is, is acceptable. Right? This idea right. that um, there's some right way or wrong way to, to process through a crisis is absurd. Right, right. When, when, as, and as we know, um, each autistic person is very different. Your way of working through a crisis is your way. And that is okay. Right. It's absolutely. okay. And if you need permission, Philip and I are giving you permission right now. We are right yes. as we sit here, we are giving it to you. You now have our permission to practice the pause and take the time you need to process. Right. 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 And another thing, just 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 in case somebody is there trying to say, well, why why can't you figure this out in the next five minutes? You just say you just say, no, I cannot figure it out in the five minutes. It's going to take me longer. You have you have every reason to let somebody know it's not going to work on your time schedule. It's going to work on mine yep. because that's how I am. Yeah. And you, you have the right to do that. Correct. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know where people got the get the idea that <clears throat> somehow autistics, because we think we may think a little slower or whatever, that somehow that means they've got to help us make it right. No, we don't always need. In fact, it would be best if they asked us, do you need me to help you and let us say yes or no? And really, if you we know? say no, please go away. 
<laughs> like don't yeah. take our no and pretend it's a yes. If we're saying no, we don't need your help right now. We really mean it. Right. 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 Yeah. Or because yeah. usually that's the answer when we don't know yet how we need your help. Right. Like we need that time. And again, that's that reason to take that processing time. It's like, I don't want to blow you off. Like go away. I don't need your help, but I don't know yet how to use you. I don't know yet in the process what I need help with. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yes, I want your help, but not yet or I don't know how yet or whatever, right? And mm -hmm. so um, when we are communicating our needs, please take us seriously if you're listening and yeah. you have an autism absolutely. in your life. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, Becca, um, this is why I love having these conversations with you. And uh, before we end this conversation, I just want to say that Becca is going to be back with us on the 22nd of August. And we're going to talk about a very important thing, especially this year, self-care during an election year. Yes. And just to, you know, I'm, I, I say this when I uh, do my uh, announcements of future shows, but we have a lot of stuff coming at us during an election year. We have advertisements, we have news, we have emails, we have uh, all these Everything. things. And they can, they can overwhelm us. And we're going to talk about how you take care of yourselves when all this stuff is coming in and you have to figure out what do I do or how do I do it myself? Uh, because uh, sometimes you just have to, yeah, have to all just turn it all off and just do nothing for a while, but we'll get to that next week. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Becca, thank you so much for being here again. We look forward to seeing you next time. My pleasure. I'm excited to come back and talk with you again. Yeah. Thank you. Today's Autistic Community Bulletin Board. Understanding Autism virtual classes will be offered by the Autism Society of Minnesota. These classes are perfect for autistic individuals, caregivers, those who want to understand the basics of autism and support autistic people. Classes will be held on August 14th from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. September 19th from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. October 17th from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Classes are free of charge, but you must register to attend. Registration is now open to attend the fall virtual classes for the Autism Direct Support Certification at the Autism Society of Minnesota. Classes will be held on September 9th, 13th, 23rd, 30th, and October 7th. Scholarships to attend are available, but you must register to attend. Registration for the 5th Annual Autistic Community Summit will be open in the upcoming weeks. Be sure to check their website often for updates so you can register. Go to AUSM.org for more information about these and other events at the Autism Society of Minnesota. If you have events, for autistic adults and our supporters and would like them announced in today's Autistic Community Bulletin Board on August 22nd, please send them to PKLOWE at todaysautisticmoment.com by 4.30 p.m. on Friday, August 19th. Today's Autistic Moment is sponsored in part by Looking Forward Life Coaching. Looking forward turns stumbling blocks into stepping stones towards success. Go to lookingforwardlc.org for more information.
If you have a topic that you think will be a great contribution to talk about the strengths and achievements of autistic adults and or want to be a guest in Season 3 in 2023, want your business or organization mentioned, or have questions about today's autistic moment, please send an email to p-k-l-o-w-e at todaysautisticmoment.com. Thank you for listening to Today's Autistic Moment, a podcast for autistic adults by an autistic adult. May you have an autistically amazing day.